Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the Commonwealth Youth Games kick off in Samoa amid a bit of controversy and Samoa and Guam's Football World Cup hopes stay alive. But first, the Papua New Guinea Sports Minister says a local rugby league official should be banned for life after attacking a referee at the end of the domestic cup final in Port Moresby. The Agmark Guriers beat the Simbu Lions at Sir John Guy's Stadium. The game ended in controversy, though, when a fan threw a beer can at one of the visiting referees from Queensland, and a member of the Simbu team also attacked an official. Sports Minister Justin Tachenko says the offenders will be dealt with severely. The unfortunate incident at the end of the game was due to alcohol-related fans. Some of them had snuck in intoxicated and think that the referee is the cause of their loss. Well, it's not. That official from the losing side was arrested, put in uh, the Barocco cells and will face the full front of the law. I've demanded that that official never play or be part of Rugby League Digicel Cup ever again for his disgraceful behaviour. We cannot tolerate this sort of rubbish anymore and we will not tolerate it. As Minister for Sports, we have a no-go policy when it comes to alcohol and sports. Never mixes. It never should come together. And uh, sports does not need alcohol in it at all. It just spoils it. And that was a classic example at the end of the game when one official of the losing team tries to assault a neutral person like the umpire. Now, these umpires are brought in without fear or favour. They don't know any of the sides. They don't know any of the officials. They know nobody other than to run the game professionally by the rules. And for idiots to try and accuse them of being biased is just absolutely stupid. They've got no idea. So there was no alcohol on sale at the venue. They've just come in drunk of their own accord. Absolutely. We do not sell any alcohol at any stadium at all in Papua New Guinea. It is totally no-go. Unfortunately, some have got through the gates. There's uh, bag checks and searches uh, of individuals as they go through to ensure there's no bit or not, no alcohol, weapons or whatever, you know, normal situations. But some have slipped through the net, so uh, the security side of things has to be looked at. There was a lot of disappointment by the teenage lions, but there's no excuse. You do not ever assault anybody for whatever reason at all. So you mentioned uh, a, a fan coming on, and you also mentioned, and you also mentioned an official. So was it both that Correct. assaulted the referee, or did someone do it first, or how, how did uh, that happen? The fan that was drunk threw a beer can full of alcohol at the umpire. Another one threw a bottle of water, but the official was uh, not drunk. He was just stupid. Absolutely stupid. 
upset that they lost and wanted to take it out on the umpire. So what are the ramifications for this? You mentioned that the uh, official has gone into the cells in Barocco. Uh, what are the uh, legal ramifications yeah. here? What we will do, the Digicel Cup officials and those that are in charge of the competition, because it's a private competition, will assess TNA Lions and see whether they are cancelled from the competition in the future, reprimanded. I mean, that's really Digicel's call, but I believe that they will get on top of this and put down the force of the law, especially on the official, as well as uh, the club itself. They need to have a look at the stadium side of things. We need to up our uh, security. We have to punish those and use them as examples of those that break the law and do these stupid acts because it spoils it for everybody. We just can't tolerate this anymore. We need to grow up, we need to change our attitudes, and we need to be smarter about this. And it all comes down to the coaches, to the administration of each team, having a zero tolerance on alcohol and this kind of behaviour as well. It has to be looked at at all levels, from the competition level to the venue to the club, to the players. That's the Papua New Guinea Sports Minister, Justin Tachenko. Competitions underway at the Commonwealth Youth Games in Apia. Australia leads the medal tally after the first few days of competition, but there's been some controversy with the Commonwealth Games Federation having to defend Samoa's decision to deny athletes from Sierra Leone entry to the country over Ebola fears. The Federation's Chief Executive, David Grevenberg, told Matt Chatterton that Samoa's government has the right to make its own decisions. We have obviously taken a lot of attention to this over the past couple of weeks, um, working with uh, the Samoan government and of course the organizing committee. Um, the, the Federation asked uh, for um, consideration, but obviously ultimately the Samoan government is a sovereign state. Uh, and as the Prime Minister has rightfully said, he and his cabinet and of course the advisors and, and of course the advice that they've sought need to take into account what's best for the country in terms of safety and security. In terms of both the, the local advice but the regional and, and international advice, it was something that uh, you know ultimately the sovereignty of Samoa needed to, to make a decision on. We asked them to consider all the options and won our delegations there. And we're very sorry for the athletes not being able to attend, but this is something we're going to need to address with small states and island states as we move forward. But, of course, the Federation you know, needs to respect the, the sovereignty of a state and what a, a government feels is in the best interest of their people. I know that Ghana said that possibly the Commonwealth Federation could sort of reimburse Sierra Leone for all the athletes that were planning on going. The Federation actually pays for uh, up to two uh, male and two uh, female athletes and up to two uh, officials. So. Um, in terms of the delegations, we were actually <laughs> covering the air cost uh, uh, anyway. Um, and then, of course, uh, on the ground, the costs are uh, covered by the local organizing committee. So in terms of their athlete preparations and so forth, we are engaged with Sierra Leone and uh, we'll continue to work with them on this, on this challenge uh, and the challenges that they, they are having in terms of uh, you know, tackling this, uh, this, this really dangerous disease. And I spoke with the Games Planning and Delivery Advisor Moira Lassen earlier this week about various visa issues and the start of competition. And I'm just uh, at the uh, back house of swimming right now and uh, everyone looks pleased with the space and of course the beautiful outdoor uh, warm-up area. And uh, what's the sort of feeling? Obviously the opening ceremony was on Saturday night. I think you've got 66 or so countries, uh, close to 1,000 athletes. Everyone's now here and we're all underway. What's the sort of mood? 
people are generally uh, excited to get to competing. It's hard um, to sit around and, and wait for competition uh, for any athlete so, and coach. <laughs> uh, so now that they're on the way, I think they're uh, really happy. You know, it'll be over as soon as you know it. So I think they just have to um, appreciate the experience of being in Samoa right now. And uh, from an organising and country perspective for Samoa, obviously the biggest sports event that has been held here, so many countries, a number of events, obviously all the facilities and everything, uh, to finally have it underway and have so many people uh, influxing into the country. How, how's that going? There's been some real seamless movement of people. Um, the opening ceremonies went really, really well. Um, with the movement of people, that's the biggest thing, because there's just so many people. Only a few lost uh, luggage, um, which have now been put in the safe hands of the owner. Uh, catering, <laughs> there's so much food. It's um, it's uh, it's really great to see everyone's experiencing, you know, um, all the bananas hanging on the trees and stuff, and, and, and really appreciating everything about Samoa. The transport has been exceptional. Usually the two things that you hear in a game is uh, transport and catering complaints. Neither one of those have uh, come our way, and if there's been any complaint, it's like rectified and fixed, and people are really responsive. There was obviously a bit of controversy last week with Sierra Leone, and the Games Federation uh, defended the government's decision to, to not allow them into the country. So, so just to clarify, none of their athletes are here, and they're the only country that aren't participating? Sierra Leone is, is not here, and no, there's a few countries that had to either had visa difficulties um, into neighbouring countries, or um, just found it suddenly their government pulled funding. Malawi's not here, uh, Rwanda's not here, a couple of smaller countries that um, had difficulties with visa or funding from their own nation. In terms of Rwanda and Malawi, was that very last minute? Was that in the last little week or two, or did you guys uh, know that? Malawi was about a month ago, I think, and uh, Rwanda was just the other day. So we were at standby for them the whole time, and they had to cancel. They never left. There was a visa issue, and then so they were rerouted, and then I think another visa delay anyways, and the visa came through. Then it became uh, an extremely large sum of money that had to be paid for the tickets, so um, it was too expensive for them. Okay, so, so was that a visa issue at their end as opposed to, I guess, what happened with Sierra Leone in terms of the Samoan government not allowing them entry, or was it the same thing? It was a visa issue problem at their end. That's the Games Planning and Delivery Advisor for the Commonwealth Youth Games, Moira Lassen. Samoa is through to the next stage of qualifying for the 2018 Football World Cup following a dramatic final day of competition in Nukualofa. The Samoans needed a big win over Tonga in their final group match to give themselves a chance of defending their Oceania pre-qualifier title and duly delivered with a 3-0 win. Cook Islands then suffered a 2-0 defeat to American Samoa, leaving three teams level on six points. Samoa went through thanks to a superior goal difference, pipping the Cooks and American Samoa by a solitary strike. Samoa captain Desmond Fa'aioso admits they were surprised that results fell their way. Before our game today, our management, um, they always um, told us trying to score more goals against Tongan team. In the end, uh, we ended up in three goals to nil. We're trying our best to um, score more goals because today we got um, some of our family's birthday today and one of our teammates got um, um, parents and great-grandparents' um, birthday. So we got and also our CEO back home on Thursday today. So um, we're planning to to take more more goals. Like um, we're aiming in um, six goals today, but we, we couldn't make it. Ultimately, three was enough. Um, after the victory over Tonga, obviously 
you guys had to, I presume you watched the match between American Samoa and Cook Islands. Were you confident going into that game to watch it? Did you did you think you had a chance? We, we came home and, you know, we were just thinking and trying to um, focusing and um, watching the, the American Samoa and Cook's game because Cook's, they really want to win. And also um, American Samoa, they, they want to win because um, if they win by four goals, they, they automatically um, go through. But we cheer for both teams. We just sit down and pray some you know, little little pray to, to God to, to help us out. And now we um, became a, a champion again. Yeah, and obviously it's all worked out for you guys. Uh, a very dramatic end to the tournament. Three teams all on six points. But you guys uh, advance to the Oceania Nations Cup next year uh, in the next stage of World Cup qualifying, obviously with that better goal difference. Um, so what's the, what's the feeling? You guys must be uh, thrilled to win. It must be a, a lot of uh, excitement and emotion in camp in the team. We didn't expect we're going through because we all know um, American Samoa and uh, the Cooks. They thought um, you know it's going to be a battle for them to go through. But after the 90 minutes and um, the fourth official um, show up the um, two minutes are remaining, and we kind of you know we're trying to um, hold ourselves down and trying to celebrate straight away. You know, do you start thinking about next year yet in that Nations Cup? You've obviously been there four years yeah. ago. How you know? How do you think you can go? Right now, we're celebrating our our champion here, but um, you know, time tomorrow we um, we're focusing on our mission. We're trying to um, put our our federation up and then move to the to the next level and trying to be in um, those um, competition. You know, like higher competition and um, stay there for as long as we can. Samoa's footballers will now take part in next year's Oceania Nations Cup alongside Fiji, New Caledonia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands, Tahiti and Vanuatu. Guam's impressive run in Football World Cup qualifying continued as they held Oman to a goalless draw on home soil. The US Territory were thumped 6-0 in Iran last week and had their chances against Oman, a team ranked 46 places higher than them. Mateo coach Gary White says his players continue to punch above their weight. On paper, it really shouldn't be close, but, you know, the game isn't played on paper and we've got our players refocused from the Iran trip, which is a very difficult place. Any team in Asia is going to struggle there. Any team in Asia that goes to Tehran or the team that they played against us, will, you know, they, the Iranians will create at least 10 goal-scoring opportunities. We just didn't help it by being sloppy with three of them. Uh, and giving away a penalty kick. So, you know, we we got over that. We learned from it. And, uh, you know, we played a very, very good on-man team tonight. And, uh, you know, it was a game of two halves. We we were very good in the first half and should have scored. They really came at us in the second half. It was a really good competitive uh, game. Was it one of those games, perhaps, where you get maybe one or two very good chances and it's just a case of hoping you take them? Oh, absolutely. We had exactly what you said there. We had those chances and we didn't take them. And, you know, they had a couple in the, in the end, towards the end of the game. And, yeah, our goalkeeper, our, our central defenders were fantastic. Uh, and so was theirs, you know, in the first half. So it was a, a really close game. And you can see why both teams are joint top in Group B. I guess that leaves uh, the group very open. Iran, obviously, with that victory over yourselves, uh, have, a, have a match to play as well. And... Uh, Oman have a game in hand on you, so uh, you know it's uh, quite congested there at the top. Yeah, absolutely. But you know they've also got to play uh, Iran as well, and we've already played that game. So 
you know, coming into that, our, our goal was to was to try to finish second and on path to do that. It seems like the top three are breaking away from the rest, and uh, it, I think it's going to be a battle right to the end, and it's going to be a, a, a case of which teams can keep their players not being suspended. You know, with this two yellow card rule, which you know is very very difficult over eight games. You know, to to, to not have two yellow cards will, will be a difficult scenario for all teams, and uh, you know we've just got to now be sensible how we approach these games and stay tactically organised uh, and, you know, stay, stay focused. And uh, where are you in regards to that yellow card with your players? Well, you know, we picked up another one tonight. We've got two two players on yellow, so we've just got to be careful now. You know, our, our, our starting goalkeeper never started tonight because he got suspended with two yellow cards from the Iran game. And one of those yellow cards was for time-wasting, and, you know, it really wasn't. So we just hope the referees are smart for, for all teams. But, you know, Dallas J came in as our second goalkeeper today and he was fantastic. Really did a good job and, and that's what players need to do is take opportunities as they arise. Those first two games, obviously, you got victories on home soil. I, I guess for these last two in the past week, the standard of opposition's really been a huge step up with Iran and Oman, both significantly higher than you on the rankings. Uh, so with that in mind, how do you feel about the progress of your players and, and what you've seen from them on the pitch? Well, I think it's great. I think somebody said it tonight in in an interview is that you know it's like a, a small village, you know, man tied with the national team, and it, you know that that's, that gives you an idea of the uh, the difference in terms of size and population and resources. And we're working on a on a bare minimum, and we're getting results. And you know, it's down to being uh, very well coached and very well uh, organised, but also the players buying into exactly what we're doing and, and working their socks off. We're working with the resources we've got the best way we can. What sort of reaction are you getting from some of these other teams? Perhaps uh, you guys were sort of glossed over at first, but are you starting to, do you feel like you're getting a bit more respect from within the Confederation from some of these teams and people? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the game was live on AFC tonight and, uh, you know, people from all over the world were watching it and they've been tweeting me, uh, you know, congratulations and the Federation congratulations and, you know, it's well deserved. You know, it's four games in and we're still joint top. It tells you what we're all about. At the halfway stage in this qualifying, uh, how long until the next uh, round and uh, what's the plan um, for the interim up leading up to that? Well, the next step for us is we've got to prepare for Turkmenistan away. Uh, we have a training camp organised for um, uh, Qatar. We'll, we'll head off to Qatar on, the, um, on October 5th and the players will come in and we'll prepare for um, Turkmenistan on the 13th. That's the Guam football coach, Gary White. The rugby test between Romania and Tonga at the weekend raised more than 11,000 US dollars for former Ikaletahi international Sione Vaimaunga. The 26-year-old is suffering from kidney failure and Romania's Rugby Federation donated the profits from ticket sales in Bucharest towards Vaimaunga's ongoing care. The Ikaletahi won the match 21-16 to wrap up their World Cup preparations with the former flanker leading Tonga onto the field before kick-off. The Flying Fijians also completed World Cup build-up beating Canada 47-18 in London, while Manu Samoa beat Wasps 25 points to 19. To the seven-a-side game, and Samoa rugby legend Muliang Atale Brian Lima has been appointed assistant coach of the Manu Sevens team. He'll work with new head coach Damien McGrath, who begins his role this month, with the main focus being November's Oceania Olympic qualifier in Auckland. Lima is a former Samoa A head coach and defence coach for Manu Samoa, but stepped down from the latter role last year, prior to being convicted for assault. And that's the World in Sport of this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. Thank you very much for listening. Head over 
to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.